But what are the doors? You know, I believe these doors were both the doors of both the enemy that's needed to be shut in our lives today and the doors of heaven that's needed to be open to us. You know, doors are going to be needed to be moved so transition and change can take place in our lives with these doors. You know, there's an the urgency for this hour for the church to rise up, amen? The church is needing to rise up and speak and command and to align things according to the plans of God in heaven. Amen. Amen. So first, I want to talk about getting your keys back. We all know that we need a front door key. When we go out, we need the key to get in. We need a key to use our car. We need a key to unlock our garage often. If you have a bike chain, you need a key. If you have a locker, you need a key. Are you getting this? Without that key, the chances are you are not going to be able to open that door. You need the key to get to that door. In Revelation 3 verse 7, it says, Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in the Philadelphia. For these are solemn words of the Holy One, the true one who has David's key, who opens the door that no one can shut and who closes the door that no one can open. You know, we need the right keys, not earthly weapons, not strategies, and not just ideas. We have to have the authority of heaven in our lives. You know, we have been reminded of that authority in Revelations. That authority will open doors and close them. We have that authority, yet the enemy is trying to strip the church and individuals of this power in the time we need it the most. It causes us to slip back into survival instead of victory. We need this morning to have victory instead of just survival. What the enemy wants is for us to be fighting in the trenches and getting muddy and becoming wounded and lost in the hand-to-hand combat. Mm -hmm. Instead, today, my friends, it's time to rise above these wars. It's time to be walking through the season of who we are and where we are seated. In Ephesians 2, verse 6, it says, He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Right now, God is calling us to rise up like wings of eagles above the realms of the demonic influences. There we are able to speak and declare and to bring things on earth into divine order. How do you do that? You spend time with Jesus. You spend time in worship. You turn off the news that is pulling you down. You turn off People's voices that are pulling the negative, negative, negative all the time, which is causing you to fight with your fists in your minds and to step into a higher dimension 
with God. From there, you will find the keys when you're on your knees in prayer. And you suddenly find that you're no longer running around trying to put out the fires in your life. You will be effective at tearing down your strongholds and seeing God move in your life and the world around you. We need to start speaking to slam doors in our lives. I feel to speak into the area of our lives that seem to be completely shut and out of reach right now. Maybe like me, you came into 2020 full of promises and expectations. It felt like other doors have continued to slam one after the other. And some have been in the natural and some have been in the spiritual. Maybe these doors are in your businesses or the ventures, what you have been planning. And it seems impossible to stop these doors slamming. You can't move forward because you've hit a brick wall or a closed door. You know, maybe you felt that this door was from God. It was going to lead you into what God had called you to do. But now you're just standing there. You are confused. You're wondering why all these things have suddenly happened and then there's a dead end. Maybe you're saying, I've done all I can to stand, but it still feels like nothing's happening. If these doors are the plans of God and that he has this door for you, then I believe today and I prophesy today that these closed and impossible doors are going to begin to open up in Jesus' name. God is saying, don't give up yet. Don't throw in the towel because it looks like there's no way forward. God is going to provide a way. God is going to show you a way that there seems to be no way. I hear the Lord saying to you today, speak to those doors in Jesus' name. Somewhere with every single obstacle surrounding you is going to level out. You are not going to look at obstacles in your life today. They're going to be leveled out because I believe and I prophesy that this week God is going to turn that key of favour onto you. It will cause every door that you need and God allows will swing open wide. I speak in faith today that every door that God wants to be open will be open now in Jesus' name. In Ephesians 1 verses 11, it says, In him we are also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Today, speak to the doors of delay. We're watching the world changing very rapidly. We've never seen the, church, the, the world changing like it has so quickly over these last few years, especially these last few months. But, you know, be encouraged today because I feel that God is preparing us for the greatest harvest. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? But you know something? The enemy has a strategy and it's called delay. That is why you may be feeling frustrated between your heart 
but your head is constantly dealing with the confusion of seeing earthly doors of delay. For many of us, it's just feeling like everything in front of them is slow and dull. Everything is happening slowly. When we was, for a whole year, we was waiting God for opening doors. It seemed like we didn't have a reason or a purpose to get up in the morning because that door just was not opening and it was frustrating and it was a dull time. Maybe for you, the doors of delay are pressure, they're obstacles or they're legal red tape and the process that you keep finding keeps coming in your way. But be encouraged this morning. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, he didn't build fences. He didn't make red tape. He left us a wide open space. And so this morning I'm saying that when man has made red tape and man has built fences, God is going to remove these obstacles in your life. It's time for you to move forward into the, the things of God. In Isaiah, verse 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. What does this mean even? This morning, what it means for some of you, especially that are listening, is that you are no longer going to be held back. You have got to look beyond as far as you've got. You've got to see that them fences are broken down. You have got to see in the spirit that red tape cut in Jesus' name, that you can still keep moving forward. You're, you've got no, no barrier or surrounding that you cannot overcome if Jesus wants you to move forward. And so when you see that red tape, you see that letter to say that you've been refused certain documents or you've been refused a, a place in college or you've been refused if that is God's plan for you then you take the word of God and you command that red tape to be broken you command that door to be open in Jesus name because you do have that authority the enemy cannot keep destroying the promises and plans of God so where you might say are the answers to my prayer Daniel 10, 10, verse 10 to 14. Then a hand touched me and made my hands and knees shake. The man said to me, Daniel, you are highly respected. Pay attention to my words. Stand up, because I have sent to you. I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up trembling. He told me, don't be afraid, Daniel. God has heard everything that you have said ever since that first day you decided to humble yourself in front of your God so that you could learn to understand things. I have come in response to your prayer. The commander of the Persian kingdom opposed me for 21 days but then Michael, one of the chief commanders, came to help me because I was left with the kings of Persia. I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the last days because the vision is about time still to come.
So what does that even mean? I think the best way that I can describe how that means is show you a slide that I was able to put together. You see, when God made the heavens and the earth, there was a battle going on in, in heaven. Lucifer was wanting the position of God. Lucifer wanted to be God. And so God ended up removing him from heaven. And Lucifer took down many angels with him. And so they took the authority between heaven and earth. Now, saints, you are praying this morning many personal prayers, many prayers that are lifting up to heaven. But you seem to think that they're not going very far. But you've got to remember this morning that there is a spiritual warfare between heaven and earth. You see, the enemy doesn't want your prayers to get through. And just like God said to Daniel, he had to send the angel Michael to fight the battle from the enemy so that the prayers could go up. And when the prayers got to heaven, the answers had to come back through that spiritual warfare back down to you. And so I want to encourage you to keep praying because God sees that battle. He sends the angel Michael to fight for us. Isn't that wonderful that God cares for us enough that he is sending an angel for us? You know, our youngest grandson, he's really into uh, superheroes. He's nearly five. He loves superheroes. Now, if I was having this conversation with him right now, I would say to him, who is the good people in your toys? He would say, the superheroes. He loves the superheroes. So I, I would say to him, but what do they do? They, he says, they fight the bad heroes. So I said, well, what happens? Does the super good heroes, do they get hurt? And he says, of course they do. So I say, but do they win? And he says, yes, they win. They always win. My friends, we might go through the spiritual battle, but we are victorious this morning. We are superheroes in Christ. He has that victory in our lives. He has the answers. My friends, let that anointing come upon you right now to know that you know who you are in Christ. And he is fighting in the heavenlies to make sure your prayers get through. Oh, my friends, don't give up this morning. Oh, the saints this morning. Your prayer is being answered and it's on its way. It is coming. But once it's got back to you, the enemy cannot kill, steal or destroy. Because if God is going to give you an answer, he's going to make sure you get it. Even though you think it's being delayed, it's coming. It's coming. Speak to your doors of terror and disaster. 
I heard the Lord say to speak to the following world doors. They need to be shut and replaced. What do I mean? You see, the first door I sensed was a door of terror and disaster around the world. They're in every nation right now. The enemy wants to cause turmoil and he wants to cause chaos by inserting fear in us. You hear of the many hatreds going on. We've been hearing and watching the daily uh, news on telly. We usually watch the news at six o'clock just to get the headlines because it's good to be aware of what's going on when you're praying for your nations. But you don't listen too much to it that it brings you down. But I feel like we're in a window of time where we need to be covering the nations of the earth in the blood of Jesus and taking authority in the hidden agendas running throughout the nations right now to bring agendas of man that don't paralyze with the heart of God. You see, man has agendas. When they're in leadership, they have power. And when it's not parallel with the plans of God, we're going to have trouble. We need to fight for our nations. We need to fight against what the, the problems that are coming to the leaders when they're so powerful and the power goes to their minds. Now, I'm not talking about anyone in particular in, in, in the um, parliament or in other um, high places in any other country. But I do believe at the root of these events that terrorism disguises itself as freedom. It's not building the nations, but it's destroying them. And these doors need to be shut in Jesus' name. You see, the thing is, if we continue, God takes his hand from our nations. It says in the Bible over and over, when, when countries, chosen countries, they take their eyes off of God and they start to worship idols. They start to do things that hurts God's heart. How can we have the promises? How can we have the freedom of God when these things are happening? How can the church move forward when we are being destroyed because of selfish nations? You know, I remember when the UK used to be known as a Christian nation. Sadly, I don't believe that we are known as a Christian nation like we used to because we've, we've allowed the enemy to open the door to the idea of different religions, to different idols, worshipping things that are not of God. You know, and your prayers are powerful. Our prayers are powerful. Says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. So we need to rise up as an army. We need to stop being afraid and we need to start being victorious. We need to rise up in that battle. As Christina said, I'll be reading from Numbers 6, chapter 16, verse 2 to 3. 
and rebelled against Moses along with some of the Israelites, 250 leaders of the community chosen from the assembly, famous men. And they assembled against Moses and Aaron, saying to them, You take too much upon yourself, seeing that the whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Then why do you exalt yourselves above the community of the Lord? Thank you, Bethany. This was the, um, when Moses and Aaron were leading the people of Israel, and a man called Korah, he became rebellious as to the leading of Moses and Aaron, and he got a company of men and, and uh, different people on his side. And what he was doing, he was questioning the leadership of Moses and Aaron. He, they wanted to worship God. They wanted to be doing, allowed to do all the things that God had said they, they couldn't do because it was sin, because it wasn't right. And so what they tried to do is they tried to challenge the man of God. They tried to challenge the leaders that God had chosen. But, you know, God was angry and he said, unless they repent as a nation, God cannot keep his promises flowing. You know, while we were praying, the church has got a chance. Why we are praying and we're being obedient and we're living in righteousness, the church cannot be destroyed because it's the bride of Christ. And God is going to allow this great move to come upon the church to prepare the bride ready for the coming of Christ. Now, I am assured that you want to be part of that bride that is going to be ready for Christ to come. And I am assured that you want your life to be in that place where Satan has got not a stronghold to get in because we cannot be righteous. Now, I'm not saying anything in the flesh here. God is really putting this on my heart, really heavy to share, that we are going to rise up an army of God, we are going to stand on the wall and we are going to see the strategics of the enemy because he is losing this battle because we are victorious in him today. We need to stand together because collectively we are going to be really strong because collectively we are going to be victorious and we are going to see the kingdom of heaven growing with many, many new Christians. We are going to see a great harvest because people want to belong to something that is secure and true. We are secure and true, true when we follow God and the word of God because the word of God is life and truth. And so we need to be living in that truth. We need to be living in that spirit. then we need to open up the door so that we can roar again. Now you might say this morning, I'm roaring. Oh, I'm not roaring. I really want to be roaring, but I'm trying to be gentle too. But we need to release that roar. 
Maybe you felt like your voice is tired. You're weary of what's happening around the world. You're weary of what might be happening in your own life. But particularly as a church that has appeared to be silent, is now going to rise up like never before. I hear a global sound that is a shout rising up that has been held back by people too long. Because, you know, the enemy has found the mute button. He's found the volume button and he has slowly turned that volume down. That's so slowly that we have not noticed that we haven't got a voice anymore. We have been mute long enough for a long, long time. But I'm going to prophesy this morning that that mute button is going to be released and that we will roar in Jesus' name about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to rise up and we are going to proclaim Jesus is Lord. We're going to take the, the, the word to the nations. We're going to take the word to our neighbours. We are going to take the words to our cities and our towns. We are not going to be held down by intimidation in Jesus name anymore Lord help us it's time to get our voice back so we can speak we can speak to the doors that need to be shut which is what the enemy has opened and we need to believe that the doors that God wants open will be open now in Jesus name please don't be a victim for one more day get your voice back Get your raw back. Often when I'm traveling, people look at me and they say, ah, oh, she is a pussycat. They soon find out I can roar like a lion. You know, I might appear to be small and petite, but when God gives me a message, I can roar because it's not for me, it's for Jesus. It's for the sake of the gospel. It's for the sake of the kingdom. It's for the sake that people don't go to hell and have eternity in the wrong place because I kept my voice on mute, because I stopped roaring, because I stopped proclaiming and I stopped speaking. Today, I pray in Jesus' name, that the volume or the mute button will be removed and the volume will be sounding like a trumpet sound to wake up the sleeping. It's time to stir up and get us out of our couches. It's time to stop being a potato that sits back and doesn't do anything. Because, you know, when Jesus comes, are we going to look at our relatives and say, I wish we had told them the truth? Are we going to look at our neighbours and say, I wish I told them the truth? The homeless person on the street, do they know the truth? The single parent that's struggling, do they know the truth? The bank manager, does he know the truth? We are meeting people every day that doesn't know the truth. And we are to be the ones that sound that truth. In Hosea 2, 14 to 23, it speaks about the season 
when Israel was punished by God, but was restored again because of repentance. You know, I really truly believe that the church is beginning to move out the wilderness time. It's beginning to come, that we can come to God's banquet once again, that we can see God's promises released in power upon us again, that we will see his goodness and have restoration. You see, God is not going to keep his promises back if we come to that place where we receive what God has for us. But if we're not standing in that right place, we're going to miss it. Or we're going to stand there with just our hands cut like this and just have a small amount. Or we're going to open our eyes and say, Jesus, give me all that you have so I can pour out to others. It's a time for the church to be taken from being pushed down and now to rise up in Jesus' name. I believe as a church and as individuals that we're going to feel the Holy Spirit bring strength and fire back to us. Where, be, where you may have been left defeated, where you may have been depleted. You know, I prophesy in the days to come, you will begin to hear your breakthrough shout. I believe and I prophesy today that you will get spring from deep within and you will be able to have that breakthrough shout and that we will once again move forward without restriction anymore, without the red tape, without the fences anymore. We will see strongholds break in Jesus' name. We will live a victorious life. Christian life once again in Jesus name in Isaiah 22 22 that I will place upon his shoulders the key to the treasures of David's palace he will open the doors that no one can shut he will open shut doors that no one can open on saying all of that some of the doors we've actually closed ourselves we have blocked our own doors whether that's through disobedience or whether that's because we've had our own agendas. You know, today we can come to that place and we can get on our knees before God. We can repent before God today. Because you know what, today God will release those doors once again because he has got a promise that when we are faithful, when we come to him, to the foot of the cross, and lay down our sins, lay down our own plans, lay down our own desires. You know, some people, they have their doors blocked, and I'm saying this very carefully, you are looking at the wrong things. You are being drawn to the wrong things. Men, you're looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at. What films are you putting on the TV late at night? Because there's things that you desire to watch. And then you wonder why God's closed your doors. But the God's grace. Oh, for God's grace. He is going to open them doors again today. If you just but come in repentance. Today we have a hope. 
Today we have a hope who we are in Christ and who Christ is within us. We've heard today, cast all your burdens on the Lord. He will sustain you. You know, God, know that God does hear our prayer. He hears our cry of frustration. God wants the best for us. He wants the best for you. As Elder Brian has already told you, you are special. And you are special because you're children of the living God. You are sons and daughters of the living God. You are princes and princesses of the living God. And he has so much for each one of us as individuals. But he has greatness for us as a church. Because when we come collectively, each other's blessings rub off on each other. God wants the best for us as we are obediently walking in his will and following his instructions from the word of God. And when we are following his instructions, I finish with these words. He says, yes and amen. Mm. Yes and amen. And so when your prayers are going up and you are in right standing with God, he will say yes and amen. If you don't know Jesus today, or if there's anything that God has said through my mouth today, you can pray. You can get things right today because that's the unconditional grace of God. That's the unconditional love of God. If you don't know Jesus today and you don't know what your plans are, you don't know how to get through your doors, let me tell you, let Jesus take hold of your hand and walk with you and talk with you and lead you to the doors that he has for you, the plans that he has for you. He will never leave you. If you want him in your life, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you alone because that's what he promises in his words. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I just want to say a prayer for those who don't know Jesus. Dear God, I admit I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ died in my place, paying the penalty for my sin. I'm willing right now to turn from my sin and accept Jesus Christ, my personal Saviour and Lord. I commit myself to you and I ask you to send the Holy Spirit into my life, to fill me and to take control and to help me become the kind of person you want me to be. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, Lord, I just pray. I pray over every single word that comes from you, Father. Lord, into our lives. Lord, help us and guide us. Lord Jesus, speak to us if there's things that we need to be putting right before you. Lord, that we won't miss out on that relationship with you. We won't miss out, Father, 
on all that you have for us and in us and through us, oh God. Help us, oh God, to find wisdom as we turn that volume up and find that roar that your gospel will be proclaimed throughout the earth. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will be glorified in our lives today. You will be glorified through your church today. Lord Jesus, that you will be able to look at us and smile, say that you will release the signs and wonders and miracles upon the people because, Lord Jesus, we are looking at you and not looking at ourselves, oh God. Help us, oh God. We are, Lord Jesus, just flesh. But, Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that helps us, Lord Jesus, to go beyond the flesh into the relationship with you, Father. So we give you praise and glory for all these things. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.